It's been almost two years since Australia's borders slammed shut as COVID-19 spread across the globe. In that time, we've faced some of the longest lockdowns and toughest restrictions in the world. After a slow start to the vaccine rollout, Australia is now one of the most vaccinated countries. But just like the rest of the world, we're currently seeing a surge in cases, with Omicron spreading quickly, putting pressure on our hospitals and healthcare workers. And as you'd expect, there's never been more demand for nurses. The good news is Australia has now reopened to fully vaccinated visitors. Hello and welcome to Nursing Down Under. I'm your host, Kate Creedon. So with the borders reopening, what does it mean for international nurses? To find out, I'm joined by Aoife Frawley. Aoife is Alliance Nursing's International Candidate Care Manager, which means she's the girl to know on the ground here in Australia. She has all the hookups to make your move an easy experience. Welcome, Aoife. Hi, Kate. How are you? Good, thank you. Also with us is Kate Gormley. Now, Kate is Alliance Nursing's Agency Manager for New South Wales and International Nurses. She's been busy behind the scenes, sussing out some great opportunities for Alliance Nurses, and we'll hear more on that shortly. Hello, Kate. Hi, Kate. Well, Kate, first of all, there has been one big change since we last spoke. You now have a new name. We do. It's very exciting. (laughs) And so Alliance Nursing, what does that mean for nurses? So Alliance Nursing will now become our national brand. So we're going through an exciting transition. Uh, So for New South Wales and International, we've rebranded this year. And what it means is it gives the nurses the one experience nationally, but it also helps to show the nurses that we are size and scale and have lots of opportunities available as one unique brand. So that's bringing all the um, all the agencies um, together under one name. Does, will that make it a little bit easier uh, for nurses when they're travelling perhaps around the country? Absolutely. The transition should be seamless. Uh, throughout this year, we've all gone live onto a national platform and now consecutively rebranding to one name. So the transition to move from state to state will be seamless for the nurses. Uh, no change of uniform, no change of branding, and everyone can work in the same structure regardless of the state that they work in. All right. Well, Aoife, fill us in on what's happening in Australia right now. We know international borders have reopened. Is that making it easier for nurses to come out? Yes, they have. Um, about time. So it's, yeah, it's been great news since they reopened. Um, it just means that anyone coming now from overseas doesn't need to have an exemption. So um It just means that like it was a lot of paperwork to do the exemption, whereas now you just have to get your visa sorted. So if you're on a working holiday visa, sponsorship PR, get your visa sorted and then book your flights and you'll get here. No problem. Um, You just have to show that you have two doses um, currently of the COVID vaccine. So we don't know if they will ask for boosters anytime soon. But look, it's just keeping an eye out before you come over. Um, But once you can show that you're good to go. And so what about hotel quarantine? I mean, do you still have to do that? Yeah, so in some states, you still have to do that. So um, right now, New South Wales and Victoria are fully open. Um, so you have to come over and you, there's no quarantine or you don't have to isolate for a couple of days when you get here, nothing like that. Um, it is currently in in other states, but again, things will definitely change throughout the year. So it's just making sure before you come over, keeping an eye on the state you're going to, seeing what date it'll open up. Um, and if you're ever unsure, just because the immigration website can sometimes be very confusing just get on to me and I'll let you know now I do understand you do need a rapid test when you arrive is that right 
Yeah. So I think it's it, honestly, it's always changing, always, always changing. And that's why before anyone makes the move, I would just recommend um, having a look to see what the restrictions are if we knew get here at the time. Is it a rapid antigen? Is it a PCR? Um, is it in 24 hours of landing or 72 hours of landing? Because honestly, they're always changing the rules. Um, but you'll be let know everything at the airport. And it's really, really easy either way. Um, the staff will let you know exactly where to go to get the test, how to do it, where to upload it. Um, and you'll be all sweet. Yeah, it has been really confusing. Now, what if you're moving with a partner? Can, are they able to, to come out with you? Yep, absolutely. So um, there was a bit of a slowdown on them um, approving partners during the year. I don't know why, um, because Australia is not just crying out for nurses, it's crying out for all uh, travellers to come over from overseas and work within our in every industry. Um, honestly so um, they since the vaccinations rates went up um, in November they've started approving all partners to come under people's exemptions again um, and to get that exemption is is quite easy so once you have all the paperwork behind you again once you get introduced to me from the team at home I'll let you know all the little bits that you need so there is like four pillars um, of documentation they like to look for you know it's like finance household social and commitment so that you're in a committed relationship you might have shared bank accounts shared rental agreements that kind of thing so they just want some some evidence that you're exactly uh, yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah but it's not just a friend that you've got oh I want to bring them over you know it's like <laughs> that you are in a long term relationship with someone <laughs> and what about if you move to one location and then you think hey this isn't for me I want to go to another state is are you able to do that at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. So there is a lot of movement that you can do at the moment, although um, some states are still shut off to overseas and having to quarantine because all nurses are critical workers. We will be able to just write you up a letter to say that, like, you know, you're critical needed throughout the states. Um, and we are based in most of the states all over Australia. So once you say that, oh, for all the world, if you came in Melbourne, you said, oh, I want to move in Sydney easy we'll just be able to it's the same system that we have all over so we'll literally just tell you what you need in the new city and off you go and is the omicron variant is that having a big impact on uh, you know what it's like for nurses at the moment not particularly what it's like for nurses. I mean, it's always been the same when you go into COVID environments. You know, it's always going to be the same procedures. But I think what it means is there's a lot more work. <laughs> um, it just means that um, there is a lot more staff down in facilities. So they are asking for teams of nurses to go in and assist. Um, so it just means that you know your shifts sooner and that like, you get pre-booked for these shifts. Um, so, yeah, it's just a lot, a lot busier. All right. Okay. Flights are still a little bit more expensive uh, than we saw, you know, pre-pandemic. How much are you in for? Yeah. So I think the more the weeks go by and particularly now flying direct into New South Wales and Victoria, the prices are slightly coming down. Uh, but we've benchmarked through using Webjet and, and some of those national travel platforms that they range anywhere from 1300 up to 2800 Australian dollars one way, uh, particularly from Ireland and the UK, direct from London. My recommendation would be at the moment, just with the variances and the unknown with travel, would be to shop around 
around. Make sure that you're not just accepting the first price. Speak to Aoife or myself. We're happy to do some benchmarking from here on the ground rather than going through some of the international travel uh, providers. And I think also the other reference is, is that if you're really eager to come, you know, traveling via, uh, you know, two or three stops sometimes can save you some money as well rather than flying direct. I know the direct flight route is the easiest, but if pennies are, you know, tight and you want to make sure that you're maximizing your budget when you're coming through, be prepared to do a bit of, you know, stopover and travel on the way. I think, uh, you know, if you fly to stopping, you know, to two or three places, you are going to get the flight for around the $1,000 mark versus the $2,800 mark, being prepared to take your time to get here and, and explore the sites on the way. is a big difference, isn't it? And Alliance also has um, an incentive for, for nurses travelling over. Yeah, so we're just about to launch a new campaign, obviously without the quarantine requirement in New South Wales and Victoria. We wanted to make sure that nurses coming into those two states are still rewarded and, and you know, make a benefit of coming to join the Alliance nursing family. So we're about to launch a campaign to do some flight incentives for people coming in direct to New South Wales and Victoria. You'll see that on our social pages in the coming, coming days and weeks, and we'll be uh, continuing that as the quarantine requirement drops off in other states. But there's also some uh, added benefits coming for the other states as well, uh, where you are still required to quarantine. We're looking to incentivise a little bit further to promote those other states to uh, where you've got to quarantine. And so what will that involve? So it's looking at options of um, work bonuses. So the more you work, the more you get paid, uh, as well as the quarantine reimbursement for those other states. And then for New South Wales and Victoria, it's a reimbursement similarly to working, uh, you know, a set amount of shifts and we reimburse you some cash to reimburse those flight amounts. Well, that, of course, any anything helps really, especially with them being still being quite expensive. Um, talking of expenses, Aoife, how much money should you have saved before moving to Australia? Uh, I always recommend people save, you know, between three and five thousand dollars Australia dollars before they come over. Even even between four and five is a good benchmark, I think, to have and just have your aim there. Because um, and what, what, what a lot of people don't realise is when you do get here and you are finding somewhere to live, the the bond to our house over here is four weeks rent. So like that could be, you know, twelve hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars gone straight away. Um, so just to have that between four and five thousand gives you more stability when you get here. You can do a bit of traveling when you first start off, gives you easy to go out because things things are the same as home. You know, I mean, nothing is more expensive, but it does seem more expensive because it's it looks higher. And um, obviously with that, it, your wages are obviously a lot higher, too. Um, but it's when you're not working in that first initial, you know, two, three, four weeks, whatever you want Um until you get settled yourself it's just good to have that money there to rely on um you mentioned um the bond and, and rental um properties i mean what's the market like um across the country so I think it is tightening up at the moment, you know, I mean, during the year when um, there was nobody coming in, you know, and it was quite hard to get here um, for like non-critical workers. Um, I mean, it was so easy to get a place, you know, I mean, people were walking in. Um, whereas now that um, borders are that bit more relaxed, you know, people are coming in and it's getting tighter again to get that re- rental market but um like you do need your references and everything sorted but absolutely i would say have one reference coming with you coming over even if you get a written reference from home and um, to say that you were a good um like good person to rent off and then we i'll also help you with the rental agreement no matter where you are in australia i'll make sure that i tell them that we're your employer this is how much you'll be earning this is when you'll get started with us 
what advice would you give nurses about where to live? Are there certain suburbs you recommend? Definitely, yeah. So, I mean, each city will be different depending on where you go. Um, yeah, like the when you get introduced to me, I mean, when we have everything sorted, when we have your visa, your APRA, your exemption, um, and you're good to go, your flights are booked, and you're and I can send you that full email of lots of different hints and tips to get you excited for your trip. In that email, depending on what city you're living in, I will give you some advice about where to stay, um, because each nurse nurse is also different you know like a general nurse will be working in a different hospitals to like theater nurses or midwives um or like disability nurses will be working in like group homes comparing to hospitals and aged care so depending on what style of nursing that you work in is where I would be recommending you to stay but I suppose the the thing to remember is being beside a train line is a huge advantage I mean I think I said this in an earlier um, podcast last year in that we're so used to being at home and hopping in a car and being at work in 20 minutes. Whereas when you get here and if you don't have that car, you don't want to be going bus, train, bus, you know. So being beside a train line in the first place will just get you to work so much easier. Um, the expect- expectation, I guess, is about an hour to travel to and from work over here. Um, but in places like, you know, Brisbane or Perth it might even be better for you to get a cheap run around car um, I know myself when I lived in Perth I got a car straight away whereas in Sydney I didn't um, because it was just so much easier and they are quite cheap you know just to get you to A and B they don't have to get anything flashy <laughs> um, and I guess when you are um, you know you want to start looking for somewhere like where do you where do you look to find somewhere to live uh, I guess the first place people normally start off is like on Facebook. And um, so depending on what the suburb you want to live in, there's different Facebook pages for the different suburbs. Um, and then from there, there's a good website called like Flatmate Finders and um, that a lot of people have been using recently because it is, it's like a paid resource, but it's only like $20, I think, to sign up. And, and at least then you know people are more legit. Um we always recommend that like when you do come over, stay in an Airbnb um, if you're with your friends or if you're by yourself, stay in a hostel for the first few weeks because it's a great way to meet people. Um, there's also like hostels do tours and you get to meet big groups and um, and that. So from there, then you're kind of going to be looking for a room or an apartment. Um, so it is good to be able to go and see the suburb you want to live in. You're not committing beforehand and paying that, like, you know, the bond that could be twelve or $1,500 without ever seeing the house, without knowing the housemates. So it is definitely good to find your feet first and then start exploring the suburbs and the people. Yeah, good <laughs> advice. Um, Kate, if inter- interstate travel is restricted, are there opportunities, um, I guess, to travel and work in different locations? within your state? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the key benefits at the moment that we're seeing from the interstate borders being closed and being a bit more restrictive is a lot of our nurses are getting to explore regional and coastal areas of their own state, particularly for New South Wales and Victoria, where historically when the state borders were open, nurses would basically work in their CBD areas and some of those sites, you know, wouldn't be as enticing to go to because they were travelling interstate to the key areas, you know, your metro, Brisbane, Victoria, into you know, staying in Melbourne, um, going to Perth. What's happening now is 
because of the workload increasing and the demand for nurses, we're being able to offer lots of coastal opportunities. As an example, we are a national preferred supplier for a large aged care group who offers coastal living and block bookings up the east coast of New South Wales, particularly Foster and Tuncurry. And what that promotes is, is that they're places that they probably wouldn't travel to, but they're getting paid to work in those locations while seeing parts of New South Wales. We've been involved in the national COVID vaccination rollout, and that's allowed nurses to travel regionally into remote areas, vulnerable communities, giving them not only the experience of the travel, but experience working in those vulnerable populations and populations where, you know, nursing's critical and being part of a family team, working with some of those regional nurses that have worked in those areas for many years. What if you arrive in, in, the, in the country, think, oh, you know, I really want to live in Melbourne, but then you decide, hey, I want to go to Perth or I want to go to Adelaide or I want to go to Queensland. I mean, is there opportunities to, um, to I mean, to, to travel domestically and to perhaps to, to move? Yeah, so look, nurses can still get exemptions as essential workers. Uh, we can offer letters of support, particularly if that is a critical need. We work very closely with the state health departments nationally uh, to ensure that nurses do get exemption from quarantine if they are proven to be an essential worker. So I use the vaccination project as an example where our nurses are moving uh, from state to state to ensure that the vaccination rates are increasing. I think nationally we hit a, a, a milestone where Australia is 85% double-dose vaccinated, which is absolutely fantastic. And so we can provide letters of exemption for nurses to still have that travel and work experience uh, working interstate. There are still some states that are a little bit tricky. So as an example, Tasmania is quite tricky uh, and Perth still has uh, quite a few um, loopholes to jump through, but we support you through that. And we are finding that nurses are still being, you know, welcomed with open arms, just given the national shortages. Oh, absolutely. We need as many nurses as we can get. Um, you know, why agency nursing? I think agency nursing is it's that unique experience where you're coming to a country that you've never been to before or if you've been to it's been for a short period of time on a holiday. Agency nursing lets you get exposure to clinical areas that you may not have worked in before. Uh, you might want to come over in, and try something different and our agency can support that through a training and supernumerary pathway. We've got really great relationships nationally with all of our clients. So I think agency nursing is the way to go initially until you find your feet and find what you want to do. But it also gives you that flexibility that it is a casual workforce that you can do the travel. You can work, you know, excessive hours in the first part of your trip and then take some time off uh, where the agency doesn't mind if you don't make yourself available it also gives you flexibility to meet other people and meet a social lifestyle of a working community without being, you know, part of a direct team. And I think it also allows you to do that travelling interstate as well because we are a national platform. What about if you're, you know, you kind of person that likes to know what you're doing um, and you want to take a more permanent role at a hospital or different health facility, is that possible? Yeah, definitely. Our organisation does have a unique relationship with many of our clients where we have partnerships to uh, assist them as a recruiter for permanent placement opportunities. And you're absolutely right, Kate. I think not everybody uh, is suited to agency work and we want to let everyone know that we can support them for permanent opportunities. We do mm -hmm. permanent placement nationally, particularly with our master service uh, providers where we've got national agreements, uh, particularly in aged care, uh, some of the larger hospital entities, as well as our uh,
Corrections and Justice Health here in, in New South Wales. So absolutely can look for permanent opportunities. And that's the great thing about Jane and Catherine working for us overseas is that they can promote those positions uh, to all of the nurses expressing interest to come and work with us and uh, as well as sponsorship opportunities and permanent placement opportunities with us as an agency as well. And Eva, what sort of feedback are you getting from nurses that are already in Australia? Um, that they're glad they made them. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially, I suppose, with um, the last two years that we've had in the world, you know, it's been hard, you know, do I move abroad? Do I stay here with lockdowns all over the world? Um, it has been tough, but it's they've all said that it's proven definitely worth it. Um you know, I mean, the long hours and the hard hours they've been doing at home with the lockdowns are nothing compared to the work that's here. Um, also the lifestyle, you know, um, with, uh, I don't know if we already mentioned it, was even the nurses are saying now that because of healthcare needing so much support in Australia at the moment, that um, when people come over on their first year working holiday visas, all the nursing work they now do um, in critical areas, you know, like hospitals supporting healthcare in Australia, those, and that actually counts now instead of doing your farm work and your rural work, they can now get a second year visa. Um, so if they do three months of nursing in their first year visa, they automatically to get a second year visa and do six months of nursing on their second year visa automatically gets a third year visa so it's it's a great time to move over to have to avoid that big big role of having to go off and do farm work (laughs) I bet a lot of people are appreciating that and when people ask you you know why alliance nursing what do you tell them I mean, <laughs> no, we're um, we're like a family here. You know, I mean, you're not just a number on the book with us. Um, I will say something. We've got an amazing allocations team here. You know that um, when you do ring up and if you do have a question or something about like if you want another shift, you're changing your availabilities, you're um, inquiring about payroll, inquiring about a new uniform. As soon as you say your name, we know you. You know, you don't have to say, oh, my work number is this, this and this. Like, because we're so personable, we'll probably know you just from your voice and your first name, um, which is really, really good. So you've got a really good team here. So you're not coming over on your own. If there's anyone traveling like by themselves, like, honestly, we're such a family here. We always do regular meetups. Um, so, yeah. Lots of support when you arrive. That's good news. (laughs) That's it. Aoife, Kate, thank you so much for joining me. It's been great to get an insight into what's happening in Australia right now. Thanks, Kate. Thank you so much. So now you're up to date on what's happening in Oz. Join me in the next episode of Nursing Down Under as we check in with the team in the UK and Ireland to find out how to kick off your Aussie adventure. If you're ready to make the move, get in touch with the team by visiting www.alliancenursing.com.au. And if there's something you'd like us to cover on the podcast, send a DM to Alliance Nursing on Instagram.